What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another installment of Cat Chronicles, the official podcast of the Houston Sabercat. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, and I have another great show for you guys this week. But before getting into that, I had the pleasure of speaking with new Sabercats prop, Mr. Nick Hildebrand. If you missed our conversation by any chance, please be sure to check out that episode and all of our other installments on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Megaphone, Spotify, and all of your favorite podcast streaming services. On this week's show, I am joined by a guy who you all should be familiar with because he has been a part of this organization ever since the first game back in January of 2018. I am sure you all are familiar with his work he put on the rugby pitch each and every week. Please welcome Sabercats wing Mr. Malachi Estadale. Malachi, what's going on, my brother? What's up, man? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. No problem. Um, thank you for taking time out of your day to come on Cat Chronicles. First and foremost, is everything good with your family and stuff? Yeah, man, the family's great. I've actually, uh, you know, since this whole pandemic thing's been going on, I've got to, got to spend a lot of time with them. And, uh, you know, it's been good. They're all doing well, though. Thanks for asking. Oh, no problem. No problem, man. I always say, you know, being able to spend time with your family is basically the golden part of this whole lockdown pandemic thing you know when Mm -hmm. life was normal you know it was always go 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 you never really had an opportunity to spend time with your family so now you know you spend a lot of time with them which is always good so um this upcoming season it's going to be your fourth year with the Sabercats correct yes it will be the fourth year yep (laughs) cool how nice is it for you personally to have had that opportunity to help build this franchise from its inaugural season since 2018 oh man it's been an absolute pleasure dude especially you know knowing that you're essentially a pioneer uh for the sport in america you know it's the not the first professional league but definitely i would say the most successful one Mm -hmm. so uh there's just the whole journey, you know, building from the ground up and and really laying down like the roots for future generations, um, and just building the fan base in America. It's it's been an absolute pleasure, man. And I can't can't wait to to see what comes in the future and and how much the the league grows and the player development and and all the way to the international scale. It's it's a it's a good thing though. I'm happy to be a part of it cool man cool so malachi let's jump right into things but before we get started talking about your career and everything else we have on the agenda today let's get to know you a little bit on the personal levels are are you okay with that by any chance yeah of course man. all right my brother sounds like a plan so let's get started first question what are you currently binge watching right now <laughs> <laughs> oh man so actually I haven't really been watching that much Netflix and, and Hulu and stuff. Hmm. Um, but when I do, um, I I mean, I'm honestly, I'm watching cooking shows, dude, to be honest with you. I like cooking watching shows. cooking shows. Yeah. And I'm not even that good at cooking. I think I just like looking at, like, good food and then, like, <laughs> imagining myself eating it while I'm really eating, like, <laughs> something that's not that good. So I don't know. That's, that's what I've been watching, and then I, I uh, started uh, watching. I did watch a Netflix series called The Warrior Nun. Uh, but it was interesting. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried imitating anything that you saw on your cooking shows yet? No, not not at all. No, there's no way I could even. I if I attempted it, it would definitely uh, not turn out the same way. So 
I'm a little hesitant about that. But soon, you know, I might build up enough courage to try it out and see how it is. But nah, for now, I'm just ordering takeout. And <laughs> <laughs> wow, man, that's interesting. I'm probably going to have to start calling you Chef Malachi or something like that. But, um, you know, changing topics here. Do you have any pregame rituals you like to do before each match? Uh, nah, I really don't, man. I just make sure I eat before the game. Um, stay hydrated. I do like the stuff that you're supposed to do, I guess. I don't really have like a ritual. However, this season I was introduced to smelling salts and <laughs> oh my goodness, I don't know if you've ever come in contact with smelling salts, but Mm-mm. it's like pure ammonia or whatever and it smells terrible, but it like gives you like a little, gives you like a boost of energy and like your adrenaline going. It's terrible. Like I would never recommend it, but someone... <laughs> Someone introduced it to me, and then, like, I started doing that before the game just to get me hyped up. So, yeah, that's that's about it. I don't really have any pregame rituals. Like, I know some people, like, wear the same, like, underwear and stuff and don't wash their socks. Like, um, <laughs> weird, but I don't, I don't do that stuff. <laughs> I just do what I have to do. I just got to make sure, like, I know the, the, uh, the game plan for the week, stay mm-hmm. hydrated, and that's about it. And stretch. <laughs> that's it. So it's called smelling salt. Smelling salt, yeah. And can you and give? The I think source? I think it's just like. What was that? I was gonna say, can you give the source of who introduced you to this? So that was that was actually our our S and C Ashley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he 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 puts them on like the snack table. You know, he'll have like beet juice and and uh, caffeine gum if you need it, bananas. You know stuff like that. If you need a snack before the game, and then he'll he sneaks in these little bottles of smelling salts for anyone who's crazy enough to try them out. And I tried it out, and yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that's crazy, man. <laughs> um, next question: At what age did you start playing rugby, and what drew you to the game more than any other sport? Especially for you, Malachi, given the fact that you are from the United States. You normally when I ask this question, I'm talking to someone who's from South Africa, who's from Australia, or, you know, just from other places from around the world. But for you to be a professional rugby player, to enjoy this sport, to enjoy this game, and to be an American, I find that very interesting. Yeah, so I started playing probably when I was like sixteen in high school. It was actually in the middle of uh football season. I had uh I had injured my shoulder really bad. I was set to get surgery on it. Um, or I was uh, rehabbing it and then set to get surgery on it uh, a few months later down the road. And in between that time, my friend introduced me to rugby. Uh, it was a very successful team uh, that he was playing for, the Naples Bears, um, Naples, Florida. So I tried it out. And he was like, oh, you, like, we can, you know, we're a really good team. We have a chance of winning states. So I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm all about that. Like, I don't have to do much work to just, you know, get the victory. And um, played it. Didn't really know much about it. But what drew me to it was the dynamic uh, as, uh, aspect of it. As far as, like, you playing offense, you playing defense, passing, kicking, all this stuff, which I didn't have any of those skills yet. But I was just, like, super intrigued by, like, how dynamic the athletes were and all the stuff you could do around the pitch, like offense and defense. And uh, 
since then I, I fell in love with it. Obviously, I I played football in college, so I came back to rugby, you know, later on in life. But um, yeah, I was I since that first game that I played, and I only played like three games that year when I first started. But I would just it was always in the back of my head, like, dang, you know, rugby's a really cool sport, and I wish I would have started playing earlier. And I know you mentioned that you were a um, football player beforehand. So how did football help your transition go from the gridiron to the pitch? Mainly like the physicality. Um, they're obviously both very physical sports. Um, and then the pretty much the basic goal of the game is to, is, uh, you know, to get in the other opponent's try zone or end zone. Yeah, so it's it's a it's pretty it's similar in that sense. The physicality and the end goal is to score on your opponent and 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 also uh, not allow them to score. But uh, the pace is a little bit different, obviously, and then the skill set is also a little bit different. And obviously, there are different rules. But yeah, I would say mostly on the physical level, it, it was uh that was like the easiest uh, transition point was that. Last question before moving on. I know you are from Philadelphia, correct? Yes. <laughs> Has any of Houston's other professional sports teams, the Rockets, the Texans, the Astros, grew on you yet? <laughs> All right. So I am a Philadelphia sports fan through and through. I bleed green, go Eagles. But I will say that I was a fan of Tracy McGrady growing up. Uh oh! So any sports team that I would <laughs> nah, T Mac man, that was my. He's a he's one of my top players. He's probably number two behind Allen Iverson, which is a mm. Philadelphia Sixer. But um, yeah, T Mac man. So if there was any team that I would be a fan of, it would probably be the Rockets, and I enjoy watching basketball. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I have respect for I have respect for all the athletes. I think the the Houston sports organizations are, you know, they're awesome. So. Yeah, but I'm still a Philly fan through and through. <laughs> okay, okay, I, I I can respect that. You know, I'm I'm also a big fan of Tracy McGrady. I mean, I know I talk a lot about Kobe Bryant because he is my goat, but Tracy McGrady is my yeah. favorite player. And to be honest, between him and and, and Kobe, it's, it's very very close between those two. But I give the nod to T Mac. So um, you know, yeah. with with all that being said, the Sixers, the NBA, they're about to restart in the next couple of weeks. Do you or do you not think the Sixers have what it takes to win the championship or at least come out the East? Yeah, I think they'll they're gonna make a good run in the East. They'll probably they'll probably be uh in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's my prediction right now. You know, they, they uh they've had this long break. They got a chance to they got a chance to get familiar with each other, the new players and all that stuff. And also they got a huge rest time and Ben Simmons has gotten a lot of time to work on his jump shot. <laughs> so that'll be huge. So hopefully we can make a run. Yeah, it will be, but I don't, I don't see Eastern conference finals, but if y'all do, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to complain about it. Hating so, on Mal- it man. You're hating. <laughs> no man hate never that you know hey if the 76ers get to the finals or at least the eastern conference finals i will not be too mad about that <laughs> but uh malachi we know why the 2020 season was canceled and just like everyone else i've spoken to i know you were disappointed by the abrupt end as well so 
Since the season came to an end, how have you been able to stay in shape and train, especially during the beginning of this pandemic when a lot of gyms and stuff was shut down? Yeah, so uh, it's been it's been a uh, definitely something that I had to get used to. Obviously, not having like a structured uh, setup, which during the season everything's planned out, you know, to the minute. Um, you have you know your your gym field practice, everything like that. So everything's very structured. So that was the most uh, uh, thing that kind of like threw me off and I had to get used to that, not having that schedule. But um, with not having a schedule, you know, you end up doing stuff on your own and you end up doing the same things, but you also have the ability to switch it up a lot. So I've been trying out a lot of new stuff, man. Like not just the weight training and running. I've been doing a lot of like band work you can do at home it's easy literally only requires like a big band um i've been doing a lot of swimming i've also been uh becoming one with nature and doing a lot of hiking and and uh trail running and stuff like that so i mix it up a lot but i'm definitely definitely you know still in in tip-top shape so just got to mix it up a little bit because sometimes you get bored with the same workout so just got to go out try something new and especially with the time that we have right now, you can, you know, you can, if you don't like it, you can just try something else the next day. Yeah. So, so I've just been keeping, keeping up in shape like that. So riding bikes and stuff. How have you been in contact with your teammates um, ever since the season ended, especially when you guys try to plan ahead and see how you guys are going to be better in the 2021 season? Yeah. So uh, a lot of the boys are still, I actually just left Houston. So a lot of the boys are still uh, living you know, amongst each other, quarantining together, whatnot. So we still, we're still getting uh training sessions in. Obviously, like social distancing and making sure the numbers aren't too high and and everything like that. The fields are still were open for a little bit. I'm not sure if they are now, but we were, uh, you know, getting together, contacting uh, some of the boys, and you know, working on new skills, just keeping each other accountable and stuff like that. And I think that's the that's the main thing. You know, this is a very different situation right now so we can't do things traditionally can't have the same practices we can't you know game plan like that but uh just making sure we're holding each other accountable i'd say it was probably the the biggest thing going into next season you know making sure everybody's taking care of what they need to need to take care of uh, as far as like physically uh, mentally just making sure you're prepared so when the season does start back up you know we can pick up where we left off and then The Houston Sabercats would like to send an exclusive thank you to Aviva for being the proud sponsor of the Houston Sabercats. Aviva, the world's leading provider of engineering and industrial software. In the midst of trying to survive the COVID-19 pandemic, our country finds itself in another battle that seems to be all too familiar with. The battle against systemic racism and police brutality. And Malachi, from one brother to another, you know how hard it is living in this country as an African-American male. So I'm going to let you take the floor so you can share with me and the listeners your thoughts on the Black Lives Matter movement and your overall thoughts in general about everything that has transpired over the past two months. Of course, man. So, yeah, it, it is a it's a very uh, weird time right now, especially with the pandemic going on and then all this you know, racial injustice that's happening and as being a black man in America, 
it's it's scary man it's it's not a good feeling when you you know you go out and you you don't know if you're going to be racially profiled you know for doing nothing and you never know what could happen and it's 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 a crazy thing right now you know obviously i stand for i stand for justice and racial equality for everyone like that should just be you know what it is like shouldn't be a question so i've in this time i've really i think about this one quote from bill bullard and it's about uh empathy and understanding versus like opinion and stuff and and really that's what that's what racism is it's a negative opinion about someone because of how they look you know what i mean so and the quote is uh opinion is really the lowest form of human knowledge it requires no accountability no understanding the highest form of knowledge is empathy for it requires us to suspend our egos and live in another's world it requires profound purpose larger than self kind of understanding so and that what that means to me is you know it's easy to just throw an opinion out there and and have this prejudiced view on something but it's harder to to really put yourself in that person's shoes and understand why something is happening and i've had to have a bunch of conversations i'm i'm biracial so dad's white mom's black so i've had to have these conversations with you know people in my own family i have a bunch of white friends and stuff like that and it's a hard conversation to have because at this point in time you can't say like oh i didn't know you felt this way or oh i didn't know this is going on because the information is readily available and there's so many so many different circumstances where you can see it like this person is being treated unequally because of the you know the color of their skin so just right now you just got to stay the black man you got to stay diligent spreading spreading that message about anti-racism spreading spreading a positive message and um to stand diligent and which and what you believe in man since all this started back in late may with the killing of george floyd we have seen protests taking place all over the globe businesses showing their support towards the african-american community for you personally in what ways do you believe that the outcry we have seen taking place will finally promote change in this country or do you believe even though we have seen people take the initiatives to show their support, do you still have doubt that some things might not change? Um, you know, this is it's an interesting thing because this, this has been happening for a long time and history is literally repeating itself right now. So it's kind of like we like we have to change. Like there's, we have no other option. So I would, I would say that the thing that makes this different, and this is, you know, generationally, you can see this. Um, I think social media right now is a huge, huge platform to keep the pressure on the movement. Um, I don't know if you follow Sean King on, on Instagram or social media or anything like that, but oh yeah, I do. Yeah, so I've been, you know, see his posts every day, and he's just applying pressure constantly, constantly, constantly. And there's ways that you can help sign petitions, and it and it. It may not be in the time that we wanted to see it in, but things are getting done slower than I would like to see them, obviously. But the, but that's the that's the catalyst for a lot of the conversations that need to happen uh, within the government, within the you know police reform and uh, reallocating uh, police funding, you know stuff like that. So 
like I'm like this I'm at the point now where I'm gonna do everything in my power to make sure I see change within my lifetime. And I think a lot of people feel like that. So, you know, we just gotta keep keep applying pressure and stay diligent, like I said before, man. Stay diligent in the message and that's it. But it has to change, man. There's no, not, there's no other option. Like, racism is is wrong. Police brutality, this injustices, it's all terrible. And I can't remember a time in history where racism has ever worked out. So, like, it just doesn't make any sense. So, you mentioned that you want to do your part and help create change. So, with all that being said, how do you plan to use your platform to keep the conversation going against racism and police brutality? Especially in 2021, hopefully by that time, life as we knew it will be back. And that's what I'm most concerned about because because whenever life get back going again, I just don't want to see the movement and the progress that we have made within these past two months get pushed to the side and things go back to where they were. Because, you know, like I mentioned, you know, we have seen multiple people come out and show their support for the African-American community, business, and all this other good stuff. Yeah, that's good and all, but it makes me wonder, are you guys doing it just because, A, there's a pandemic, and, B, this is where everybody's attention is at? And if you say you show your support for this movement, that is good for your brand. And I say all that to say whenever life get back going, I hope all these people that we are seeing speaking out now I just hope that they are sincere about it and they are still going to be a part of this fight moving forward. So I'm definitely going to be uh, vocal about uh, injustices and stuff like that, whether it be face-to-face with anybody who wants to have a conversation about it. I'm completely willing to have a conversation about it and I will tell you how it is. And then obviously social media, like I said before, I'm going to use my social media platform any way that I can to to uh to spread that message uh signing petitions uh getting out there protesting with people and also supporting uh black owned businesses and stuff like that um so i'm going to continue to do that for the rest of my as long as i'm still here like that's what i'm you know that's what i'm going to continue to do so i i realize that i have a platform now i have a voice that can reach people and i'm going to use it i'm going to i plan on using it so for you personally, do you have a story you would like to share regarding experiencing racism, rather it be, you know, with a police officer or rather it be something so simple as just walking into a store and having, you know, security and people follow you because of your skin color? I know I have. So I actually, this is an interesting thing. So I actually have not have, I haven't had a personal, like a bad experience with police or anything like that. That might be because of the places that, you know, I went to school at or, you know, whatever the case may be, the person who I was or whatever the case may be. I've never had that experience, but like there's enough information out there now. You don't have to have that experience to know that that I was about to curse, but to know that, that stuff is wrong, like because it infuriates me, man, like it makes my blood boil. You don't have to have an experience to know that it's wrong. There's so much information out there now. There's so many videos of just wrongdoings constantly blasted on on social media, on the internet, and stuff. So, I don't personally, I don't have a story that I could tell you, but it happens and it's wrong, and there's no justifying 
that those wrongdoings, man. Um, just a message to anyone who is listening to this. Uh, if you are on the fence about any situation or straddling the fence, you know, not sure how to, what to think about it, I would say just do your research, man. Like this is a problem that systematically uh, needs to be corrected. It's been, it's been going on for years and years. Like this country was built on slavery, like of black people. So to, to fail to realize that there's a problem or to, to, to think that, you know, it's been a couple of years, like these problems don't exist anymore. Like, no, this, it's a systematic problem that's still deeply rooted in this country's origin. So just do your research. And that's that whole empathy versus opinion. What I was talking about earlier, you need to put yourself in the shoes of the oppressed and see how you feel. So do your research and then, and then form your opinions. The Houston Sabercats would like to thank ACU of Texas, Anglia Homes, Buffalo Specialties, Houston Pool Renovations, Hugh O'Connors, Carbach Brewing, Killam Pest Control, Massaging Moments, Mustang Cat, Pamela Printing, Tough Mutter, Baylor Sports Medicine, and Pepsi for being proud partners of the Houston Sabercats. Malachi, before I let you go, can you give us some background knowledge on how you became a member of the Sabercats and what led you to your decision to join this team? Yeah, 100%. Um, so I actually, uh, so I stopped playing college football in about 2016, 2017, around that time. And, uh, you know, I was, was dedicated to being a full-time student and rugby was introduced to me again. Um, I actually, and it was around the time the league was starting. So I, you know, started playing club, uh, you know, just to pick up the skills just for fun and stuff and didn't really know, you know, the route to go pro or even if I wanted to go pro at that point. And, uh, there was actually a USA combine that was in, in Florida. I was uh, going to UCF at the time. I got invited to this combine. I was just testing skills and speed, jumping ability and stuff. And, the uh, the USA uh, backs coach Greg McWilliams, which I'm uh, good friends with now, and he's a coach of uh, Rooney. He was there, you know. He noticed, uh, you know, my ability and athleticism and stuff like that. He then connected me with Matthew Trueville, former Houston SaberCat and SaberCat legend, um, and he got in contact me in contact with me, and then a couple weeks later. You know, I got a, uh, a phone call from the head coach, talked over the details, and uh, they offered me a contract, flew me out there, and the rest is history. 2020 was an interesting year for the Sabercats because regardless of what the record showed, you guys possibly played your best, uh, well, let's say second best, given the fact that you guys did close out the 2019 season on the four-game winning streak. But <laughs> regardless of what the record showed, you guys showed a lot of potential of how good you guys can be as a team. So, so as a player and as a team, how are you guys planning to carry the positives of 2020 over into next season? Because I truly believe the reason why you guys came up short was the fact that you had a new coach, you had 
several new teammates and it seems like you guys were still trying to figure out how to play with one another and get accustomed to each other and given the fact that now you guys had a a good amount of time to get familiar with one another 2021 should be an even better year for you guys so yeah you, you pretty much just said it right there i think that we had a great uh, talented group of guys we all got along we all you know we all uh gave a lot of effort but I think the thing that was missing with us was the the team chemistry on the field, and that was and that just has to that comes with game time. You know what I mean? We're still trying to figure out, you know, a consistent starting fifteen, and you know, filling out players the way they play and with other players complement them the best. And it is a science, you know. Then that's the coaches and the and the players' responsibility to figure that out. And I think if the season would have went on, we definitely would have made strides in the right direction for the winning season. And I think that's what's going to continue into the 2021 season. We just have to work on that chemistry and, and getting to know the guys and how they play and how they operate. Um, but I think as, as far as, you know, our work ethic and fitness and the mentality that we had, you know, as soon as we get all the other, variables together you know we're going to be a force to reckon with so not worried about the outcome because i know the outcome will be good as long as we you know get all the little stuff right the little stuff that we need to work on so i think we're going to have a good 2021 season so i would just say to the fans to stay tuned and get ready Malachi, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today here on Cat Chronicles. Hey, before I let you go, where can Sabercats fans follow you on social media? Um, I do have a Twitter. I'm not even sure what the handle is. Uh, I'm not really on Twitter like that. Uh, my Instagram is Malachi, at Malachi Esdale. Spelled exactly how my name spelled. M-A-L-A-C-C-H-I-E-S-D-A-L-E. And, yeah, give me a follow. Sounds good, man. Anything you would like to say to the fans? Uh, yeah, thanks for all the support. I know it's been a weird year, uh, and I know you can't wait for rugby to get back as well as I can either. So, looking forward to the to the start of the next season, and and uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good one. So, stay tuned. Mm-hmm.